Today's episode is brought to you by Nestle Hot Cocoa. From the brand that's been making chocolate memories for 100 plus years, with individual packets perfect for the office or on the go. Each single serve packet makes creamy smooth cocoa good to the last drop. Now in 10 different flavors, find your favorite taste today. So grab some marshmallows and some cookies and let's get back to the show. What's up everybody? My name's Aaron. And I'm Megan. And this is the Living Proof Podcast. And this week, we're going to talk about self-care. Oh, so the World Health Organization defines self-care as the ability of individuals, families, and communities to promote health, prevent disease, maintain health, cope with the illness and disabilities with or without the support of a healthcare provider. So I figured we could touch base on some of the different areas of self-care and um, give some like tips and some suggestions on how to implement self-care. So what does self-care mean to you? Undivided attention to myself without interruption, which never happens. (laughs) (laughs) And why is that important to you? I feel like if you don't have time to yourself, even if it's just like going to the grocery store or reading a book or taking a shower without someone screaming mom every 15 (laughs) minutes, then you're literally your mental health will be crap. Like you'll go crazy. Yeah. I, I think we implement our self care differently. I think, and that may be because, you know, I'm a man and you're a woman. It may be because of our different backgrounds. Um, it could be a lot of things, but I think my self care is that extra couple hours at night when no one else is awake that I take to just do whatever I want. And, Um, it's not necessarily like, you know, physically doing anything to myself, Mm -hmm. but it's just that turning my dad brain off and being Aaron, you know, like playing a video game with my friends or watching a sports documentary that the kids would yell at if I try to turn on or Mm -hmm. watching something about history or listening to some music that I couldn't listen to around the kids because, you know, it's not appropriate or whatever. Just doing my own thing, coming out to the studio and just playing around on the microphone for a couple hours, making (laughs) noises and laughing at myself. Yeah, we so didn't do that before. (laughs) (laughs) But it's important to me because I feel like my self-care is is, um, separating myself from the role. Yeah. So, like, being a father... Being a husband at that moment, I'm just me again. And, you know, if you don't, if you don't, even if it's just 30 minutes a day, Mm -hmm. if you don't take that time, you kind of lose yourself. Yeah. You just become mom and wife or husband and dad or whatever. Yeah. Or employee or whatever. You know, it's very hard to, um, it's very hard to distinguish the, the role from your personality and who you actually are. And when we're young, we know exactly who we are. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, you think. Right. Um. You know, because if you went and asked any of our kids and said, hey, sit down, we want to talk to you, who are you? They would be like, this is who I am, this is what I like, you know, and there would be no questioning. Right, but you start to lose that sometimes as you get older, just because there's so much going on and there's so many things you have to maintain. Or, and I know we were talking to a mutual friend of ours where we were like, well, what do you do for fun? And she was like... I read school books and write papers. <laughs> well, that's not who she really is, but that's just her life at the moment. And so she's not, she doesn't see herself outside of that because that's all she does right now because mm-hmm. she's trying to pursue, you know, her dreams and her goals, which is great. But 
Yeah. She and she's a mother, and so it's like she's mom or she's student. Like yeah. she doesn't she doesn't really I, I don't know. And I she may take the time to do self care, and we don't know about it. But when you and talk, everybody's is different. Yeah, but when you talk to her, it's always mom or or student. Hmm. So I think it's really important to try, like you said, to just carve out that time. Yeah, and it, I mean, and it doesn't have to be every day. I mean, for me, it's my time to unwind, and you know, like think about the harder stuff that you don't want to be plagued with when you like. I know this sounds so silly, but you know, a lot of times is when I listen to music if I feel sad that day and I didn't have a chance to be sad because you don't want to be sad in front of your kids because mm-hmm. you don't want them to think anything's wrong. Right. You know, that's my time to miss my grandpa or, you know, my sister or whatever. Like, I'm not every night, but, like, you know, that's the time that I have set up aside from, to feel all the feels sometimes. Right. And I think it's important because if not, then it would be a blubbering mess. <laughs> I mean, I every time somebody yeah. talks to you, you just start crying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it says there's eight different areas of self-care. And I don't know. I just want to see which one you think is most important, I guess. And then I can like weigh in on my option. Um, it says physical, psychological, emotional, social, professional, environmental, spiritual, or financial. Like what area of is the most important you think to have self-care in? Um I know this is going to be a cop-out, but each of them have their place. Mm-hmm. Um, like, the, let's just go with the first one. The first one's physical. I think there's a stigma that men don't really care about them, their bodies and, like, their appearance and taking the time to... Yeah, I, and I hate this, but, like, the stigma usually is, unless you're gay, you mm-hmm. don't moisturize, you don't, like, you know... Yeah. But I think this new hipster, you know, everybody makes fun of the hipsters, but I think what they brought along was beard care. Right. And I've seen dudes that would have laughed at the idea of having oil in their beard like 10, 15 years ago. Mm. Like, I've seen them, like, have beard brushes and stuff, and they take care of They have 30-minute rituals in the morning that they're putting lotion on their face and doing all this stuff because it's important. Because when you feel good on the outside and you look good you feel good you know what i mean like yeah i I, I really truly believe in that y'all aaron won't even go to walmart without making sure he looks decent (laughs) like i'm just like come on just go in what you're wearing he's like no and then me i'm just like it is what it is sometimes i had a job and i worked in this small town and it was out in the country and um there was a lot of people that were from the country that were there and i was always like my like they would always give me crap and call me metrosexual (laughs) (laughs) Because I wore button-downs to work and stuff, and they wore T-shirts. And, you know, I would take time to care for my beard. Well, when, before I left, and I'm not saying I influenced, but I'm just saying times changed. Uh, the guys were all doing their beards and stuff. Yeah. And they would be like, you know, walking up to the female employee and be like, hey, uh, smell my beard. I got this <laughs> new scent, you know, and it's just like all this stuff that. Tea tree oil and tea yeah, wood. <laughs> was a laughing, you know, point for them for me when I first showed up. You know, they realize, hey, you know, it's not such a bad deal. And actually, it makes you feel better. Yeah. <laughs> I think for me, psychologically, self-care is important just because there's a lot of stuff that goes through my brain, but it won't happen to, like, you know, the typical anxiety attacks at night where you're just, like, thinking of all the things you've done wrong all day. And mm-hmm. to do that self-care moment, even if it's just 
go in to take a shower, which is just a normal part of the routine, but staying in there for like an extra 15 minutes yeah. and then your family's knocking on the door like, are you okay? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it's just warm in here. And, you know, but that's my little time to kind of decompress and try to like get my ducks in a row, I guess is the best way to put it. But, you know, like putting on the rice, the rice mask on my hair and just standing under the water you wouldn't yeah. think that's self-care but it is but it it plays a big role in my mental health and i don't always go and get my feet and nails done it doesn't always have to be this big thing that you spend money on for it to yeah. be self-care it could just be simply um every now and then i'll do it read an audiobook and focus on that audiobook for two or three nights during the week and that's my time to be by myself or um for Aaron got me this projector light that goes up on the ceiling when I sleep and he always laughs at me because he'll come in at night and YouTube will be playing and it's like 12 hours of thunderstorms and he's like <laughs> oh, okay mom's having a moment yeah. like that's my self-care but it just makes me mentally feel better so that I can get up and conquer the next task or the next day or whatever it is well you know the reason why thunderstorms kind of give me anxiety now instead of, they used to be soothing but ever since we've owned this studio that leaks when it rains. Oh, yeah, you're always scared. Your every yeah, every time it thunders or lightnings you know, on the audio, I'm like, oh, crap, all my stuff's out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, um, I've done some of my best thinking in the shower. I think, like, that's where I've come up with some pretty crazy but also some pretty awesome ideas. You know, you're sitting there. It's it's a time away from your phone. Mm -hmm. Like, you can't bring I mean, you could, but you, you shouldn't. Can. There are ways. <laughs> <laughs> my sister used to put hers in a Ziploc bag. Really? And bring hers in the shower. Yeah, she was extra like that. Um, but yeah, we uh, we are away from our phone. You know, you're you're forced to not watch TV. You know, you just kind of have to sit there. And I think that's that's when you know a lot of people I think talk to God or mm. or, or you know face their inner demons or whatever. And uh, I've done that a lot in my life. Mm -hmm. And then um, you know, spiritual care. That's one of those that's. Um, up there for me, I think mm -hmm. when I am at my most self-aware and, um, kind of take time to look inwardly mm -hmm. and see like, Hey, what can I improve on this week? I think that's when I've been happiest. I think when I don't, and when I feel crappy, I don't want, I don't want to watch self-help uh, yeah. inspiring videos when I don't no, feel good. I don't like anybody does. Yeah. I, like if I just ate horribly, I don't want to hear Joe Rogan talk about, um, doing anything is better than nothing, even if it's 30 seconds of lifting heavy stuff in your house. Like, I don't want to hear that because it, you know, it's the guilt. Yeah, you're like, I've already eaten bad. Now <laughs> you're just beating it like a dead horse. Because yeah, we, we, we set those things in front of us. We put our own obstacles in front of us a lot of times, and mm -hmm. it's it's our own fault. And I don't, I think it's harder to deal with your own, like, um, sabotage than it is if someone else keeps you from succeeding yeah and so i think the spiritual thing is to kind of let go of the week's like heaviness mm -hmm. and it's important because if you carry that stuff into the next week mondays are hard yeah i mean i don't even have a nine to five monday through friday job anymore but mondays can be hard mm -hmm. mentally if you don't prepare for the week yeah completely what's another one um, I said professionally, environmentally, financially, and emotionally, which is kind of like psychological. Yeah, emotions are like they're hard. Um, 
a lot of times I feel everything and um, that's hard for me um, being empathetic towards things that I shouldn't be necessarily. Yeah. It's, it's taxing. So mine self-care with emotions is sometimes to try not to feel anything for a little while, if that Mm. makes sense. Oh yeah. To just kind of step away and just like zone out to music and kind of go into dad's trance, you know, where it's Mm. like I'm in the garage and I just kind of tune out the kids for a little while just to not feel because I don't like, you know, and it's not like a depression or anything. I think I'm the complete opposite though. But I think you do that more often than not is the not feel like you turn it off. Well, and I think it's just because of previous traumas in my life and childhood things and you... I have a giving heart, and I have a big heart, but sometimes when you have a big heart, it's constantly either taken advantage of... or Big heart's a big target. Yeah, and it has all the emotion all the time, and so for a while now, I've just... I am to that point where it's easier to turn it off than it is to feel it sometimes, Um, which is, I'm sure, it's not healthy, but, you know, it's just... It's one of those things. I guess it's a defense mechanism. It's a self-care mechanism for me. It's easier for me to just turn it off and not feel anything. It doesn't mean I'm not thinking about it or I'm not concerned about it or I'm not going to eventually work out those emotions. But it's easier to turn it off, to not deal with it that moment, to kind of preserve my own heart, maybe. I think um, you can't be disappointed if you don't set yourself up to trust anyone like not trust but like to lean on anyone to do anything Mm -hmm. for you and if you don't you know don't feel then you can't get hurt right and so like i think steps to self-care for us like goals this week would be for me to have like an hour where i just am able to just turn off my brain and Mm -hmm. to not feel like this oh you know cloud of doom is hovering somewhere in the back and then you, I think, would be good, like, once a week to just sit down and talk about a past trauma. Yeah. With me. I'm on cola. Oops. We'll edit that out. That one's supposed to happen. It's not. It's actually um, not my phone that's set up, so that's creepy. That is creepy. But anyways. um. Um. So, some examples... Or did you want to go into the other ones? No, I was, I'm just saying, oh, like... go ahead, sorry. I think, like, if you sat down and said, you know, like, even if it's not a trauma, just a past memory that you've maybe not took time to sit down and remember lately, like, uh, something that you did with your mom, you know, or mm-hmm. maybe, like, try to go back as far as you can and just think about, like, your first memory ever and just tell me about it. Yeah, I think that would And I think that would be a good therapy because you're feeling things that you're not allowing yourself to feel, and then I'm not feeling things to try to give my emotions a break, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I always make fun of Aaron. He gets mad at me, but we'll watch a movie or something, and he's almost in tears, and I'm just over there like, hey, it's just a movie. We watched a trailer yesterday. (laughs) It was like, what, a minute long? Yeah. And they were talking, and it's fences for everybody that doesn't know, but he's talking about, you know, it's the whole, like, parent issue with me. And if you're listening, I'm sorry. But I have a lot of parent issues because, you know, I had a parent that was there for me a lot as a kid and who wasn't when I was growing, like, growing up in my 
my adult age. And then I had a parent that was not really there for me emotionally now who was there for me every other time. Right. And then I had another parent try to step in and be a parent when they weren't really supposed to and they didn't do what they were supposed to be doing. You know, I'm not going to go into it. I'm just saying. So there's a lot of a lot of feelings there. And so, and I'm terrified that I'm going to turn into my parents because, you know, um, the last thing you want to do is repeat your parents' mistakes. And I don't want to put that on my kids. I don't want them to have the same questions and self-doubts that I had growing up or, mm. you know, and still to this day. So when I was watching that trailer, it just kind of brought that to the surface, you know, because you see this dad who's being overbearing and he means well, like he's trying really hard to make sure his kid doesn't turn out like him, but he's almost pushing him away completely because of it. Right. And I was just like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and they're booing. <laughs> Megan's like, are you crying? <laughs> I know. And then I felt horrible because yeah. I was like, oh. He's like, it just hits home. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. So, like, I didn't mean to, but I was like, are you crying again? Everything hits home. <laughs> like, a little kid will lose a dog, and I haven't lost a dog in years and years and years. And I'll be like, oh. oh yeah. And I'm just like, okay, whatever. Yeah. Um, so, some examples of self care, we've kind of talked about them, but it says, you know, to exercise, go for a walk, meditation if you're into that kind of thing, yoga, deep breathing. Um, I was talking about the shower. It says also to take a relaxing bath. Um, take a timed nap. I, wish. A ti- I know. We don't have a bathtub. We have three bathrooms and no bathtub. It's horrific. Um, it says take a timed nap. I'm really bad about that. I'll be like, okay, I'm going to take a 45-minute nap. And it turns into like four hours. Yeah, they should not have snooze. You should turn disable your snooze somehow. Yeah. Um, make art. So a creative outlet. Listen to music or podcasts like The Living Proof. Yeah. Um, so those are a few examples. I, I think the biggest thing for me is music. I think if I want to take a break, I just turn my music on and put both my headphones in. Because I can listen to my kids oh, and yeah. put one headphone in mm-hmm. and play in the background. But the one thing that's harder to do as a parent is sometimes you want you can be there. like, And I don't want to come off as the person that sounds like they're not paying attention to their kids. you got to understand that for 24 hours a day, I'm with my children most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, very rarely in the last six months have I not been there for them right. in any way. And so if I didn't turn my headphones on and sit on the edge of my bed and read or whatever, I think I would have been crazy. Yeah. Because emotionally they beat you up, you know, and that's another thing with self-care with kids. You have to take time. I've heard a lot of parents, especially young ones that just have a baby, say, well, I can't leave her in her, you know, in her pack and play. Yes, or I, you can. I can't leave them in their pack and play. And um or, you know, like I can't do that because the other parent feels too much pressure. Like I can't leave the room and go do something. I'm like, "No, no, no. You don't understand." And it's like your kid doesn't understand um and doesn't know abandonment. You no, know what I mean? Like right. you're not leave it it hurts you more way than more it hurts than them. them. Yeah. Yes. And I'm not talking about 30 minutes i'm talking about like just like two or three minutes to step away and breathe when when i was um when i was a young father i had brennan and i he was like three months old and he had some kind of stomach Mm -hmm. um like viral thing and he was just miserable like for 24 hours he just cried and i told this story to meg at the winniewood library today but i had to leave him i he was strapped down and he couldn't wiggle off um but i had to leave him on his changing table 
and step outside the open door and sit on the wall in the hallway and cry. Yeah. Because, you know, they have that CD they give to you or the DVD when Mm -hmm. you leave the hospital. It's like purple crying or whatever. Yeah. About like wanting to kill your kid or physically Mm -hmm. harm them because, you know, your brain gets fried after hearing a baby cry for so long. Well, um, that was the only time that I was like, if I don't step away, I'm going to get mad. Mm -hmm. And you can't get mad at a baby. like because they don't know anything. And it's not their fault. Everything is literally the worst thing that's ever happened to them. (laughs) Like, you know, like if they have a toothache, that's the first time they've ever felt that pain in their life. Right. Um, The lights are bright and everything is loud and... Yeah. They don't understand what's going on. It's all new. But I beat myself up for that for a long time. And I kept, you know, man, I'm a terrible parent. Why would I do that? And then um, I talked to my mom and she was like, you did better by stepping away for a few seconds and regaining your posure than you would have if you would have stayed there and screamed at that baby. Right. She said, sometimes you have to take a minute to realize that if you you're not taken care of you can't take care of anything right well that and i'm really bad about that like you know i won't be feeling good because i have chronic illnesses and i just keep going and i don't i don't think to go sit down or take a break or whatever but you can't pour from an empty cup Mm -hmm. and it's taken i'm 32 years old and it has taken me 32 years to realize that i cannot pour from an empty cup if i'm exhausted i can't be a good mom i can't be a good employee i can't be a good wife when i'm sick i'm miserable and i'm gonna make everyone around me miserable yes i've also learned that when i am emotionally unwell Or I have not talked to my husband about something or talked to a friend about something. And it's eating me alive, per se. Everyone around me reaps the benefit in a bad way. Like, I'm not the loving mom anymore. You're very distant. I'm not. I'm not happy. Like, you know, those kind of things, they, they happen. And it's because I, you know, maybe during that season of my life or that time or that month or whatever... I didn't take time to take care of myself, whether it be a conversation or that extra long shower or whatever it may be. But I think with your thing about being a new parent, like they always tell you sleep when the baby sleeps, eat when the baby eats. And like, I don't know a lot of people that are pregnant right now, but you need to do that still, even past the newborn stage. Mm -hmm. Just because you're providing your child a meal for lunch, it doesn't mean that you have to stop what you're doing and be like, oh, I can't eat right now because I'm providing for my kid. No, take time. Make sure that you're taking care of yourself to eat. Because if you don't take care of yourself, how are they going to eat? And we're not talking about leaving your baby in the crib to go get your nails done. No, <laughs> no, no. But like. Take a shower. Yeah. Take I a mean, nap. It's okay. Put the baby in the pack and play in the bathroom and take a freaking shower. Like, yeah. um, it, it's one of those things where when you have another kid. Mm-hmm. you'll be like, oh, okay, right. I can leave this kid right here. And even though they're crying, that's not the they're end of the world. They're going to be okay. Because mom's got to brush her teeth, you know, or like my teeth are going to rot out. Like it's one of those things that you learn. But um, and I know this doesn't apply to everyone. I, and I know there's exceptions to every rule, but don't be afraid to ask for help. Um, yeah, that's for a big sure. thing. As self-care is you don't have to suffer in silence. And I think Megan has had to learn that the hard way for a mm-hmm. long time and because when you're when you bring something up and it's not validated by the person you're with mm. it's harder to bring it up next the next time right so if i complain and say hey you know you're not 
being like you're not being loving enough to me like i don't feel like you're like here with me when we're around or whatever you know and then you know they blow it off the next time you got to bring it up you're just like why should i bring it up it's not going to change anything um and then you can suffer in silence and i think that's a huge deal on divorce is that mm. nobody said anything until it was too late. And then when it's too late, nobody wants to hear it. Right. Well, you know, we've had the discussion before just about, you know, mental health and in, in general and other episodes and just in conversation between us there in today's society, there's honestly no reason for you to suffer alone. There's no reason for you not to vocalize what's going on. Um, I know it's really taboo to talk about mental health and and even self-care because, you know, especially like me being a woman and being single for so, you know, for so long before I met Aaron, we're taught to be independent. We're taught to do things on our own. You know, we're going to survive this. We're going to get through this. Well, you know what? Sometimes you don't have to just survive anymore. You don't have to scrape and claw. Um, I was in nursing school and one of my instructors you know, she pulled me aside and she told me, she goes, Megan, you're always talking about you're going to make it or you're going to do this. Or you're going to do that. Like you're crawling out of this big hole instead of, you know, I'm trying or I'm going to get there. You know, you need to kind of change your thinking. You are, mm-hmm. you are worthy. You are you enough. Are you are doing it. And, you know, as women, and I'm sure as being a male too, it happens, you know, you get so down on yourself. But you don't have to just continue to fight all the time. You have survived. You're capable of so much. And I think that's important for anyone that's listening to hear this, male, woman, transgender, what, whatever you associate with, you are enough. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to just scrape and claw to get through anything. And there's people here to support you, especially me and Aaron. I was going to say, if we you don't, don't have parents you, that accept you, we do. call me. Uh, you know, I will listen to you talk yeah. well listen to your problems i would love i mean i'm about to cry now but like you know somebody who didn't have a dad to call me and be like hey how do i change the light bulb you right. know what i mean like yeah. heck yeah like i'm there you know we're not perfect by any means but we're not we're not expecting that from anybody and we hope that no one expects that of us um our goal in this whole thing is just to be a listening board for others and for others to hear us and know what we've gone through yeah, um, and and we we don't know it all. We don't know what we're doing ninety percent of the time. No, if you see anyone and they look like they've got it all together, I promise you they don't. They do not. They may um, have figured out something that works better for them, but that's part of life is finding what works for you. Because mm-hmm. what works for us won't work for you. Right. Uh, what you know, what works for you won't work for us. It's it's um, you take and you curate all the stuff that you hear mm-hmm. and all the advice and all the way people live and you find out what works for you by trial unfortunately trial and failure right it's very so. true um so just like some things to get started um with self-care and maybe how to figure out navigate what works for you what doesn't um you know make sleep a part of your routine you know there's so many people that talk about why well, i have anxiety so i can't sleep there's ways to combat anxiety over sleeping. I know yeah. it's really hard. Insomnia is a real thing. I suffer from it. Um, I had to, um, when my schedule let me, I had to start sleeping during the, like taking micro naps, mm-hmm. like 30, like two 30 minute naps during the day because my anxiety was so bad at night I couldn't sleep. 
Right. So just I mean, to not be exhausted and yeah. kind of like counterattack it. There's also medication. I'm not always the one to say, yes, medicate, medicate. But if you need it and it's that bad, it's there. There's not. There's no shame in going to the doctor and saying, my mental health isn't right. My sleep patterns are horrible. I need help. And um, if you find medication that works for you and it doesn't have any side effects, then don't let anybody shame you for taking medication. That is one of the frustrating things that that has happened in the last couple of years is people being like, well, we haven't gone to the doctor in 20 years because we live right and we eat right and do all this stuff. Congratulations. Here's a little golf clap for you. You know, like it doesn't work for everybody. It doesn't. It's a chemical, like especially depression, it's a chemical imbalance in your brain. And there's somebody somebody had, some people have bad genes. Yeah, it's just, it's just part of life. Um, take care of your gut. A lot of problems that we have with our bodies it comes from our gut and mm-hmm. not having good gut health. So honestly, y'all, a probiotic is like the best thing you can do for your gut health. I learned that the hard way. Yeah. I had horrible GI problems. Yeah. 2016, I went to the hospital, was in there for nine days to last year. Last year. Last October. Yeah. I was in there for four days. Four or five days, yeah. And it was all because I didn't know that the migraine medicine I ha- was on had aspirin in it. Yeah. Because... You know, you see a set of metaphen, but in little, um, like, small print, Mm -hmm. fine print, in the back, it says, you know, contains aspirin. Right. I never knew this. Yeah. So I would take it just like I would take anything. Well, aspirin ruins my insides. Yeah. So, yeah. And then I listened to a study while I was in the hospital about how, you know, the bacteria in your gut can determine your personality. Mm -hmm. And that's crazy and kind of scary. But, um, you know, another thing that people have learned is that peanut allergies can be cured by taking all of your um, biome out of your gut and pumping you with other people's poop inside of your gut, and um, it makes you not allergic anymore. That's insane. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. Um, So eating right goes along with your gut health, making sure you're exercising daily. doesn't even matter if it's just doing laundry in the house or... You know, uh, I always have my Apple Watch on, so I know how many steps I have. Aaron always has his phone with him, so he keeps track of his steps. It's You know, if you're reaching at least a 1,000 steps a day, you're doing better than most. The goal, you know, in the perfect world would be about 10,000 um, steps a day. But do what is accommodating to you. Not everybody's threshold for exercise is the same. What I would say on along all this is, ties into our last episode is do one more. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't read a book this year and you want to read a book, read one page a day. Mm-hmm. Just put that on, write it down on your calendar. One page today, right? like every day, and and keep yourself accountable. Another thing is if you're like, hey, I want to work in vegetables into my diet, put one green bean on your plate right? and try and start there. Mm-hmm. If, if you are like me and it takes forever to change, just do one little thing different. You know, set your timer when you decide to sit down. Like, you're like, oh, oh you know, I need a break. Mm-hmm. Set a timer for 15 minutes. After 15 minutes, get your butt up. You know, if you if you realize that you're sitting on TikTok and two hours pass by and you're like, crap, yeah. I haven't got anything done. Set. I know this sounds crappy, but set 30 minutes. Put your phone down. Go play with your kids for 30 minutes. Even, yeah. it, you know, go play dolls. Like, you know, know how much it makes a little kid's day. I still remember I was four years old and my mom crawled off the couch and played hot wheels with me one time mm-hmm. and i still to this day remember that entire afternoon 
Right. Yeah, I mean, my, every time I, I went on to spend time with my mom, I would always go and get the coloring books that I had and mm-hmm. some crayons. And, I mean, she could have been busy doing something. I, I remember her always cleaning or, like, going through her drawers or whatever. And I'd be like, Mom, I really want to color. And she's like, okay, well, I'm doing something right now, but you can sit by me and color. And then when she had when she was done doing the task she was doing, she would color with me. And she would tell me, okay, I'm going to color this page with you. Mm-hmm. And then Mom's got to, you know, go cook dinner or we've got to go run to the grocery store or whatever it may have been. But um, she carved out that one picture for me. Yeah. Um, and so, like, with our middle child, she's 10, that's what I try to do with her. Like, if she brings a coloring book or something, I'm like, okay, I'm only coloring this one page. Yeah. And then, you know, mom has to be mom again. Yeah, well, and you have to set boundaries with her because she'll be like, let's color the whole book. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that's just, that's just her. But self-care could be that way, too. Just be like, hey, um, I'm going to set my phone down with a timer of 10 minutes, and I'm going to go in the bathroom, and I'm going to do my hair, paint mm. my nails, you know, whatever. I, I don't know what girls do. Yeah. But, <laughs> and um, he's married to me, <laughs> and I don't, I'm not a big makeup person or a hair person, but I try. But one of the things, like, when she was graduating, um, we didn't really have the money um, at the time. Like, I mean, we it was tight because, you know, we had all these bills, and it was the end, not the end of the month. It was, like, middle. I don't remember. Yeah, it was, like, the middle. middle of the month. And so we had just paid, you know, rent and everything. But um, I was, like, go get your nails done because mm-hmm. uh, she asked you know she asked she goes i you know my friend my best friend wants to go um and I, I don't have to we can just you know i can paint my nails or whatever and i was like no go feel pretty mm-hmm. because you've earned this right. and you know it, it's it wasn't that she needed her nails done Mm-mm. but it was the like the sitting there and being pampered mm-hmm. and feeling important right and especially with accomplishment like that you know and then not only that, like we, my friend, I love her to death. We ended up going to get something to eat and we had gift cards to Starbucks we got from another classmate. So we pretty yeah. much made like an afternoon of it. Um, Aaron was kind of jealous. I didn't get home till like 830. <laughs> and I'm I just not used to he's it He's not anymore. used to that. And I didn't eat with him for dinner. And so he got mad. I'm oh, just whatever. kidding. Um, but yeah. it was nice. I think it, it was, was actually good because we got to eat what me and the kids wanted instead of having to <laughs> compensate for you. Um. So another thing as like to start with self-care, it says say no to others and yes to yourself. Um, I'm a people pleaser. I've always been a people pleaser. Um, I've noticed that my oldest daughter is a people pleaser. She wants she wants to do the right thing. She wants to be, be the best daughter. Um, and a lot of times, you know, I've had to tell her, like, it's okay to say no mm-hmm. to your teacher sometimes and with respect. It's okay to say no to your friends. Um, it's okay as an adult to say no to other people that yeah. are not paying your bills. Mm-hmm. They're not living in your house. It's okay. Um, for years, I felt guilt for all, for saying no yeah. to certain family members. We've had to learn the hard way. We really have. Um, um, it's okay to say no to toxic relationships. Mm. And it's okay to, when people that aren't necessarily good to be around ask you to come over, it's okay to say no. It, it is. And it's hard because you do feel that guilt because they're family or they're friends or you've known them since you were five or whatever. And it's hard. But at the end of the day, and it, you know, the biggest thing we've had problems with is like, holidays and birthdays and stuff like that it's okay when you have a family of your own 
to start creating memories and traditions of your own. Start your own traditions. Because unfortunately, and I hate to be kind of sad about it, but some of your family is not always going to be there. And you have to at some point say, okay, I've got to focus on my kids and their kids and make traditions and things that can last in your family, your, your immediate family. And another big one is don't, don't set expectations for other people and rely on those to make you happy. Like, well, I would feel so much happier if my dad did so and so, or I would be, I would be so much happier if my mom called more or whatever. You know, take that thinking and change it. Okay. If you want someone to call you, call, call them. them. You know, if you because have an old friend from high school and you're like, man, I wish we talked more, call them. If they until they tell you to stop. Right. You know. Because expectations, unfortunately, are what gets you hurt. And yeah. I have personal experience. So you, your heart is not like other people's. Mm-hmm. And it's the quickest thing to, to I don't know, just to destroy you is when you think that other people's hearts are going to be as good as yours. Yeah. Or the way you treat people is going to be the way you're treated. Because, you know, you always hear, oh, well, if I give out nice and I treat people well, then it'll be returned on to me. And unfortunately, that's not how yeah. the world works. You have to retrain your brain to think that. I'm going to be me, and I'm going to treat people the way that they should be treated. And if nobody treats me that way, then that's fine. Right. Because I'm doing my part. Because if you don't, you're setting yourself up to be disappointed. Mm-hmm. Um, some other things, it says take a self-care trip. I know with COVID and the pandemic and uh, the economy being the way it is, it's hard just to get in the car and take a trip. But, yeah. you know, the, the great thing about living in Oklahoma is... There are so many treasures and so many things that you can do in your area or in your community. And just kind of scouting those things out and finding things to do that um, are feasible for you and your family has been a blessing to us. Because sometimes we may have no idea where we're going. And we'll yeah. get on you know, you, Google and find something, and it's the best thing ever. And our kids will talk about it for weeks. Um, and and geocaching. It, yeah, like geocaching is fun if anybody knows anything about that. I mean, it, it's just little things that are hidden. You go find them. You write your name on a piece of paper. You might get a trinket, and then you go and you find the next one. Um, I'm taking breaks by going outside. I know for me, since I haven't been working right now because I'm in the transition transition of finding a job and starting a new job, um, being in the house for 8 to 12 hours a day you kind of forget what outside looks like. Like, you're like, oh, I haven't even went outside today. What is the weather out? Like, you know, outside. So sometimes we have a little swing, and I'll just go outside and just sit, be like an old grandma watching cars drive by. Um, The pandemic has really changed things for me. Yeah. I used to not be able to sit at home more than a day or two. I think I even told you that when I first met you. Oh, yeah, constantly going. Yeah, I can't sit at home for more than a day. Um, And now... I find myself groaning when I'm made to leave. Yeah. And it's become my kind of safety castle, I guess. He's always like, Megan's been home for a day. We got to go somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's like nothing can hurt me in here. You know, the yeah. outside world doesn't exist when we're here. Like politics and all the bull crap and all the hateful people aren't in here with us. And so they can't hurt us, you know. Right. I get that completely. Um Another tip is to get organized. I I love to think I'm organized, but I'm really not. I've got so much. My brain is so chaotic half the time. Um, 
But just make sure you're scheduling a time for self-care. Um, you know, like Aaron said before, it could be 10 minutes, it could be 30 minutes, it could be a whole day, whatever you need to do. But make sure that you're safeguarding that time um, with everything you have because that may be your saving grace. You know, that extra 15-minute shower, it might really be the time that you need to kind of just calm the storms of everything that's going around you. Yeah, and treat it kind of like going to the gym. Um, you know, don't let it slide. Don't say, I'll do it tomorrow. Right. Because then it will never happen, and then you'll be right back where you are. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people think that that the correlation between, or the correlation is self-care is selfishness, and it's not. Um, it's okay. Like, I, I know that as from little kids, we're taught to not think about ourselves, and mm-hmm. that's great um, for the most part, but if you don't take care of your body, by the time you're 35, you'll fall apart. Um for all of our younger listeners and for our older listeners, you want to be around for your grandkids as long as possible. Yeah. So, and we're not saying, you know, okay, now go on the Atkins diet, on the Atkins diet or, you know, go do the paleo diet or whatever um, and go hard and make that everything, you know, that you're doing. We're saying change one little thing that makes you feel better about yourself. And then you'll be surprised if you make it a habit for 21 days, I think is the average time it takes to make a habit. Mm-hmm. Um, if you do something for 21 days, you will be surprised at how much your life changes just by doing one thing differently. Right. Like, not drinking pop. Yeah, that's so hard for me. I, it's so freaking hard. <laughs> and I've gotten better. I drink Coke Zero, but it's still, it, it is so hard for me, and I don't know why. Mine is sugar. I, I feel bad as soon as I eat it. Right, but you still, you're just like, i got to have I know, which is so stupid because the thought of it is always way better than the actual eating. Like, when I see candy bars and I'll get a craving, I'm like, ooh, a Reese's sounds so amazing right now. And then as soon as I bite into it, it's just gross, and I don't even finish it. <laughs> yeah. It's not even worth it at that point, but yeah. you still want it. But, I'm the same way, and yeah. I don't know why. But um, Human flaws. Yeah. Gosh. But I notice now that I don't eat as much sugar, when I do eat it, I feel horrible. Mm-hmm. I get it completely. Yeah, not drinking pops has probably been the only thing that's kept me alive. Well, I'm very thankful for that because I do love you. <laughs> um, so I guess we can leave with a quote that I found from Once Upon. And the quote is, It is not selfish to love yourself, take care of yourself, and to make your happiness a priority. It's necessary. Yes. Um, so... Self-care is not selfish. The quote was by Aaron Allison. No, it wasn't. It was by What's Upon, and I'm giving them credit because I don't want yeah. to infringe on copyright. For legal reasons. For legal reasons. Um, but you guys, you know, just just know that you matter, and it's not the end of the world if you take 15 more minutes in the shower. Unless you're going to a job interview. And you're going to be late, and you better get out. I'm and just then kidding. take your shower at nighttime before you go to bed, and then nobody cares. Exactly. <laughs> Look at Aaron just spewing this advice. No, <laughs> but if you want to show uh, share your self-care regimen with us or what you do throughout the week to make sure that you feel better, um, just go to our Facebook page. It's The Living Proof, right? At The Living Proof. At The Living Proof. And, Blog uh, is the hashtag. And we <laughs> will uh, be more than happy to hear... From you. So, thanks for listening. Uh, 
I think we're going to end it here and just tell you that you're always welcome at the Living Proof Podcast. And until next week. Don't forget to show love and spread kindness. I'm Aaron. And I'm Megan. We'll see you next week.